So all week preparing for this homily, the one verse that stood out was, the kingdom of God will be taken from you. So unfortunately, that's the homily you're getting tonight. The kingdom of God will be taken from you. Have we ever thought of the possibility of that being taken from us? We hear all the time about God's unconditional love, His infinite mercy and forgiveness, His continual promise to us of the gift of eternal life. So if all those things are true, why would Jesus give this warning in this parable in the gospel today? The kingdom of God will be taken from you if you become like the wicked tenants. Have you ever taken that time to think, what would my life be like if I didn't have faith? Have you ever had that opportunity, that moment in your life where it just kind of occurred to you, how would my life be different if I wasn't Christian? How would it have shaped the way that I thought, the way I spoke or acted? And it's not just not being able to go to Mass. We've had that experience in the last few months, and that's a good thing to reflect on too in terms of our desire for the Eucharist and the sacraments but even more profound to the core of our being, like zero faith, atheist, no belief in any God. How would that change the way that I live? Try one time to think of a moment in your life where you had to make an important decision, where you knew that faith factored into that decision, and then go back and think about it without that influence of faith. How would you have chosen because our faith is so much a part of who we are that most of the time we don't even realize how it's shaping us. More often than not, that grace that God has given us shapes us without our conscious awareness of it, which is why we have this phenomenon of cultural Catholics. And probably the place where this is most true in our country is in Quebec. Quebec, if you ever go to Mass in Quebec, you have these beautiful old churches that are twice the size of our church in a town a 50th the size of Fort Saskatchewan, and they can barely get 20 people in the door. But if you ask the people that live in the province of Quebec, what do they identify as? 75% still identify as Catholic. 75%. I know this firsthand because my mom's side of the family is from Quebec. And I see how they identify as Catholic because it's a part of who they are, but nothing about their life seems to exemplify that very much. But it's a part of who we are so much that thinking of it being gone is really hard to do. Thinking of that gift being taken away is hard to do, but being a cultural Catholic, having just that identity as a believer, doesn't get passed on. It won't move from somebody who's culturally Catholic, I'm Catholic, therefore my kids will be Catholic. It doesn't transfer. It doesn't move. Our individual identity doesn't get passed on through genes. It's not the way the gospel moves. Tomorrow, in our parish, we will have eight people 
baptized, and two received into full communion in the church. These are people who have lived without faith in their life, and they have seen the need for more. They know what it's like to live in their life and to think and speak and act without the continual presence and guidance of the Holy Spirit in their life. And they've come and they've chosen it. That should be a good inspiration and reminder for all of us. If you don't know who those people are in our parish, I encourage you to find out. Converts and their zeal for the faith are important for us cradle Catholics because they remind us of the gift that we've always had because it's always been there for us, it's easy for us to forget how much and how important it is to us. So why would Jesus say that this gift, the gift of the kingdom of God, could be taken from us? Well, why, why are the tenants punished? What do they get wrong in the way that they do things? Well, the tenants, they want the fruits of the vineyard, they want the inheritance of the son, but they want nothing to do with the landowner. They want all the good things that come from the landowner because they're not theirs. They don't own the vineyard. They've done the work to kind of care for it, but they don't pay for the supplies. They don't pay for the, the land. So they want all the good things that come from it, and they want the inheritance, which means the title to that land, they want ownership of it, but nothing to do with the landowner, nothing to do with the son. And the way that that kind of plays out in our life is the desire to have all of the good things that come from a Christian life and nothing to do with God. And the world around us tries to do this, that when people try to live from a relative mindset, kind of, I have my truth, you have your truth, I have my life, you live your life. The desire is good. It's a desire to be able to live side by side with difference, to have some sort of unity when we're so different. But having that dissociated from God actually leads to disunity because there's nothing that holds people together. I think what I think and the person directly next to me will never think exactly the way that I do. Or it's the desire for love and promoting that we become a loving society, accepting people for who they are. Why? Because we want to belong together. This is a good, beautiful thing. But love without being tied to the sacrifice of Christ, love without being tied to sacrifice, is empty and will never bring about the fruit that it's intended to. How does this subtly creep into our life? I came up with three ways that we subtly become the tenants, sometimes without realizing it. When we approach our Christian faith and the desire for heaven as an escape from this life, that I'm looking forward to heaven because it will mean the end of all the bad things that are here, or that heaven is getting finally getting everything that I want that I didn't get to have in this life. But it isn't motivated by an insatiable desire to be with God. 
we become the tenants. When we want to escape this life and we want to get everything that we've always desired, but it's not driven by a love for God, we become the tenants who want the fruits, but not the landowner. Or if my Christian life is my moral compass for how I choose to live in this world, and it guides and directs how I speak and I act, or it's kind of my self-improvement program because I know that the Christian moral life is a good way to live and I let that kind of make me into the person I want to become, but it's not rooted in a relationship with Jesus, we become tenants. If our Christian life is about assurance for myself that I'm a good person in this world, that I'm doing good, that it's the assurance that what I think is, is good, that it's correct, that I have some external assurance that I'm not crazy, but I don't let the Holy Spirit let those good things influence and impact the people and the world around me, I become the tenants, again, who want the fruits, who want the inheritance, but nothing to do with the landowner. Now, that might sound like doom and gloom might sound heavy because all of us tend in that direction from time to time. Here's the good news. Listen to what St. Paul tells us today in his letter to the Philippians. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's it. That's the answer. Turn in everything, turn our minds and our hearts to God. That's the remedy for the danger of becoming the tenants. That's what got them into trouble. Their minds and their hearts were turned away from the landowner, focused solely on themselves and what they felt they needed for their life, and they wanted the fruits and the inheritance without the landowner. St. Paul tells us, the way to avoid that is simple. In everything that you do, in prayer, in supplication, and in thanksgiving, turn your minds and hearts to God. The danger is grave. The answer is simple. Which is why we're here. We're here to start off our week by turning our minds and our hearts to God. And so let's strive to grow daily so that every day, and more and more in everything that we do, our minds and hearts are turned to God so that we experience the fruits and the inheritance of the kingdom of God and we share it with all those that are around us.